Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Hi. You're on, Bob. All right, here we go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Excited to have you here for our second session for CFC Forum. Paul Ladaka did just an awesome job with Bill last month, and we're excited to have Kathy Smith join us today. Uh, echoing or not echoing, Kathy, we're super happy that you are with us. So that's awesome. And we're going to hear from Kathy and Bill in just a moment, but I'm going to just give you a, a little uh, overview of a couple things about Bill and about Kathy. So first off, Bill was, of course, on for last year leading the Christian Leader Study, which was awesome. Bill, thank you again for that. We really, really appreciated it, and I learned a ton. And then I also wanted to share that Bill has written over 33 books, sold over 500,000 copies, um, and uh, has taught in over 50 countries. And in 2017, he was the alumnus of the year for Oral Roberts University. And, uh, And most importantly, I can call him a friend. Bill, it's been great getting a chance to know you through the years and appreciate all that you've done uh, for the Christian fellowship community and for the rest of us. So thank you, Kathy Smith, Kathy, I've not gotten to know you. And so I look forward to hearing from you today. Um, but there's a bio that you can see on Kathy and I won't go through all of that, but Kathy is the all time leader for Northwestern mutual for females. And so she has done just a tremendous job and I really appreciate you taking the time out to share with the group today. So with that, Bill and Kathy, um, you guys are up. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Welcome, everybody. And today our subject is one that you are very familiar with, money. Yes. Uh, John D. Rockefeller said how much money, you know, somebody asked him how much money he needed or somebody would need. He says just a little bit more. And <laughs> what we've decided today to talk about is from greed to good, how to put money in its place. And for many of us, that place is our wallet, right? Or our bank account. That's the way we're wired. That's what the world tells us. But today we wanna talk about a perspective that's biblical in nature, Uh, a, a perspective that can be transformative in our lives. And it, Jesus said this, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. He didn't say that's really hard to do. He didn't say, boy, it's going to be tough doing that. No, he said, don't even try because you can't do it. It cannot be done. So we all have to make a decision, don't we? Especially in the industry in which almost all of us work. And that is... We talk about money. We help people with money. Uh, We invest money. And so you can't. And so greed is the enemy of what I think God is prescribing for us in Scripture. And greed is, I think I would define as devotion to accumulation based upon unrestrained desire. As Rockefeller said, just a little bit more. And God's cure for this historically has been the tithe which means 10%, and 10% off the top. Now, that's hard to do. You know, it takes faith to do that. 
because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you go back to some people say, well, tithing is really not for Christians or for people who live in the modern age. That was an ancient concept. Well, I'll tell you how ancient, ancient it was. Remember the story, the great story in the Old Testament of the first brothers, Cain and Abel. And Cain brought a, a sacrifice to God. It said, it quote, said some of his crops, some of his crops. And that was not pleasing to God. What pleased God was what his brother Abel brought. He brought, it says Abel brought a gift. Abel brought his first fruits. Abel brought his best. In other words, Abel gave him the very best off the top. And in Malachi, it says that God asked us to give the tithe or 10%. And that in Luke 6, 38, it says, give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing with the, because the measure you give will be the measure you get. And then one other thing Jesus said, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches or heaven? And if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things on your own? Well, I've given you a lot to think about. And we have today Kathy Smith with us to help us unpack this. And Kathy, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you, and, you were brought up in a home where tithing was practiced. What did you learn and what does it mean to you and how has it impacted your life? Well, I remember at a very young age when we first uh, started getting an allowance, my parents would give us, and I think I started with a quarter in the beginning, and um, when it, when it was 25 cents, 10 cents went to the church, 10 cents was saved. And then I had five cents I could spend on whatever I wanted. And then when it got to 50, 50 cents, <clears throat> excuse me, 50 cents, when I got a little older, that went higher. So 50 cents, so I, a quarter would go in the, in the offering plate every, every week at church. And then I was saving uh, 10 10 cents out of that and the rest I could spend. So what they were teaching me was two things simultaneously. One was you're going to give to God first and foremost. And secondly, you're going to save money. And I, I was fortunate in that they taught us that right away at a very young age. In fact, my parents were lived a debt-free life. They never borrowed money, which I know the world of leverage is something that can be advantageous, but they never got themselves in financial trouble because they never uh, borrowed. So they tithed and they saved and then they would spend the excess. And so uh, even though I grew up in, a, in the Midwest in St. Louis in very, I didn't even know we had money because my parents didn't act like it. And, and so um, because they saved so much and it wasn't until I was much older in the financial services industry and I was helping them with some of their finances to see what they had uh, and how they had invested it and what they've done all these years. So I learned very early with a solid foundation of tithing. And you'll notice it was more than 10%, right? So they taught 
to be more than generous, more than what God's expectation was in, in, in our lives. So that, that was my foundation. And I was fortunate in that. Yeah. The thing is, scripture also talks about tithes and offerings. And, and that there's a difference between those two. Uh, what have you, uh, how have you distinguished between those two things in your life? Well, I think it's interesting because I've had a lot of ebbs and flows with this, right? So at a very young age, I learned it. And as long as I was home, I followed that. Then when I went to college, I wasn't so good at it. And I didn't follow that as much. And so I wasn't tithing 10%. And I I didn't really, I, I had part-time jobs to help pay for college, but it all went to that. And so I wasn't, I wasn't following the same uh, lessons that I had learned growing up. And then when I graduated from college and started working, I was fortunate and I went right into the insurance industry 42 years ago. And I uh, was not tithing then either. And I remember as, you know, as I was more successful, I was giving money, I was making offerings, but I wasn't tithing. I wasn't giving a a 10% tithe. And it wasn't until later, um, my husband and I, eventually when I got married and and we were at a church, we were looking at different churches and we were at a church and they, they were doing a building fund because they were trying to raise money to expand the building. And they actually disclosed to the entire congregation what percentage of people were giving and what amounts. And I was amazed. We were both amazed at how little, how few a percentage of people actually gave to the church that were members and how low the amounts were. And it was kind of an eye opener to me. And I thought, oh, wow, we need to give more. And we still didn't quite get back to our tithe. Eventually, I had it was almost God using people kept like making comments about tithing and making comments about it's not our money, it's God's money and things like that. Along the way, God like planted people in my path that were focused on tithing, even though I wasn't doing it. And though I had a successful career, I would say my career didn't didn't reach the level it's reached until I just gave so freely, not only my tithe, but much more. So today, my husband and I tithe 10% to our church. And then we tithe another 5% to an organization called Daily Audio Bible. And that is where we listen to the Bible every day. I'm on year eight, going through the Bible in a year. And my husband, Randy's on year seven. And we, this has been such an impact in our lives about reading the Bible through this podcast that we give 5% to Daily Audio Bible. Then we give on top of that. Well, Kathy, so the, what triggered, you know, what took you, you know, how did you really cross over to this life of tithing? What you remember in a story or an event or something that really, this was what triggered it. This is when we really decided to do it. I actually had a mentor at church that was talking about tithing. He was an older gentleman. He and his wife were about 75 and they were talking about tithing. And he is, uh, was a, he's an ordained minister, though he wasn't, um, he wasn't our pastor. And, you know, the other thing, so he was an influence for me. The other thing, and, and kind of talking about my career and Kathy, you know, and my business partner too, strong Christian, he would say, when is enough enough? When is enough money, enough money? And, and, and he wasn't tithing his full amount. And 
So it just these influences about talking about it. And then when Randy and I, we, we go, we're fortunate enough to go to Chuck Swindoll's church in Frisco, Texas, at north of Dallas. And Chuck is amazing because Chuck does not even want to know who gives how much in the church. He doesn't know who gives what. He doesn't know how much we give. He has no idea we give 10% and what that number is. And it's a big number. Um, last year was our largest year we've ever had. Our number is big, big this year. Uh, it's big. And, and so that was a big, that was a turning point with these people talking to me between um, just talking about tithing. And I just, it was tugging at my heart that my husband and I needed to get to a normal, just let's just tithe off the top and not worry about it. And everything will fall into place. And it's like my business was exponential in its growth. And I just felt like I, I've always been a joyful giver, but I turned the point from fear that what if I don't have enough money to live on to it's not my money, it's God's money anyway, and I owe this to him and I want to help. And because in my I'm in the specialty market in Northwestern Mutual working with banks and I travel before COVID, I traveled all over the country, so I couldn't give my time to the church. I've not volunteered in church since my sister and I taught Sunday school when I was in high school, taught third and fourth graders. That's the last time I was able to really commit to something uh, time-wise with church because I've traveled my whole 42-year career. So I felt like God, the more I prayed about it, I felt like God said, Kathy, it's okay that you're not giving your time, but you need to give your money and that he's used me to influence and help so many people in need because of that passion and that spark and that desire. So it kind of went from a step of faith to joy. It did. To, to, and, and I know you didn't give to get back, but you know, the promise of the scripture, I mentioned it earlier, Luke six thirty eight: give and it shall be given to you was the measure you give was the measure you shall receive back. What about moments in your life where things were lean and difficult? And uh, what did God teach you about tithing during those periods? Well, it's interesting. I, I can tell a story about the gentleman, the couple that I was mentioning that's older, that's, um, that is a big influence on my husband and me. They were telling us a story about how, and he was in the, in, he was in ministry and did, never made a lot of money and how he would take leaps of faith, he and his wife, and they would move and they would go to another, another state and try to, and get a job to become a pastor there of a church and how they didn't really have the money, but you know, to live on, but then things were happening and they would tell stories about the exact amount of money that people would just give them or would show up in their mailbox. And I mean, I was just amazed at these stories. Like you operated under so much faith and I was not as faithful in lean times. I was more fearful than faithful. And so it, people might say, Oh, Kathy, it's easy for you. Now you have all the money you possibly need. So it's easy to give. But it, I look at my husband's grandmother as an amazing example of giving in lean times. She lived till almost 100 years old. She was born in 1911. 
And when we took over her finances, she was giving half of her money every month to the church. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then she was giving on top of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, she can't afford this. But yet she's been doing it all those years. And, and her husband had deceased her like for 25 years of her, of her remaining life. And so it was like, wow, she did it just without even questioning it. And yet she still seemed to be provided for. So I, I feel there were times when I felt a little ashamed almost because I wasn't as good during the lean times, but I still gave some. But what I decided is I'm going to more than make up for it in the times that I can. Almost like, um, you know, I'm going to make up for the past ties. And I, I truly believe God knows that I have more than made up for that. Um, but I don't want to ever go back to that a lean time. I'm not, I'm not tithing because I just, I believe that faith that God will provide. Um, doesn't mean that you don't struggle. Well, I think John D Rockefeller, I've already mentioned him three times, <laughs> but he said that if he hadn't tithed on his first dollar, he wouldn't have tithed on his first $1 million. And uh, I think there's a great deal of truth in that. Now, what Kathy would you recommend or what advice do you have? for new representatives uh, who are with us today yep. as they build, as they build their, their practice, as they build their career and uh, maybe they don't have so much right now. Yeah, I, I can feel your pain. I've been there. I recommend going back to the basics of what I learned as a foundation. You know, when you're, when you're planning for your people, for your clients, you're telling them to save before they spend always, right? If they're in debt, get them out of debt save before you spend. And so that you won't be in that, have that problem. And so I recommend to the younger reps, follow the same procedure, give first to the Lord, then save, and then you can spend and pay your bills. It is amazing if you try to do it backwards and you try to pay your bills first, and then you try to give a little to God, and then you try to save, you're going to run out of money. You do it in the proper order, I truly believe you will manage your budget and budgeting is very important, but you'll manage your budget and you will be blessed. Now I do not give, I just want to make a comment. I know what the Bible says, but I don't give to get. That is not my purpose in giving. I've never felt that way. I've never felt like I'm going to get more if I give more. So it sounds to me though, that while you haven't given to get, that you have received so much. Oh my gosh. I tell people it, what it's allowed me to do is be more of a witness in, in my business um, as well as my personal life to talk about the blessings the Lord has given us. And he has blessed us so many times over so much more than I can possibly ever imagine. I, it's almost like I don't believe it. Um, he blessed me with a talent in this industry He's blessed us financially and, and spiritually and with family and just, you know, the, the blessings are just overpouring. Well, in just a moment, we're going to go into our groups and we're going to ask this question. What is your story where you experienced joy and giving? And then after that, uh, Kathy and I will be back to wrap things up. And to kind of tell you what we learned in our groups. Um, so we are back with everybody. Okay, good. Let's do it. Um, 
what a great time I had in my group. Boy, such honesty uh, and such a wide variety of experience. Uh, Kathy, let's talk a little bit about uh, what your response was, what your experience was, and then we'll talk about a couple of things we want to do before we turn it back to Bob. We had a great group. Um, we, we were talking about things like when we focus on giving and we're staying in the word and we're doing that focus instead of focusing inwardly on ourselves, that it's amazing how successful we really are and how much value we're able to bring. So when we're self-focused and, you know, maybe that even makes you focus on, I want to make more money. I want to make more money. I want to make more money. Um, instead of focusing on, you know, what can I do? What's my give back? Um, how can I be a great testimony, a great witness? Um, so it's kind of like two different aspects of how, of how you look at it. Um, and, and we, you know, we talked about in lean times, um, sometimes people weren't tithing the full amount and, and we also identified Kelly, my business partner was in there and he also listens to daily audio Bible. And it was eight years ago that I first started. And that was a life-changing moment for me and probably took a lot of my focus off of me and more on the Lord, which helps in any aspect of your, of your Christian walk. Um, so we had a great group. They were, they uh, were I was, uh, I'm just taken with the honesty in our group and uh, the transparency. And I, I love that uh, because that's how we, we lower our guards and then God is able to work. Um, well, now we come to the end of our session today, uh, Kathy, and uh, it's too bad we haven't had more time with you because I know there's a lot to learn from you. But the question I have for you is what do you want our participants to take away from today? What would, what are the, some, what are the thing, the big takeaway for you for our participants? I think to not beat yourself up if you are not talking, but to really look at why you're not and maybe work on overcoming the fear that has overpowered the faith of tithing and to be open to accepting God's blessings, which I truly believe will come your way in many forms and fashion, um, not just monetarily. Um, but I really think if you could start making this a habit, once you start the joyful habit, and maybe you're not joyful in the beginning, but I can assure you, if you're doing some things intentional, which was one of the things in our group, they, they talked about being intentional in who you're giving to. Like my partner only gives to uh, Christian organizations that he knows are going to spend the money wisely. So when you start looking at the fruits of that gift and how it's impacting other people, you'll find that joy if you don't have it currently. So my biggest recommendation is start if you haven't or elevate to a full tithe if you haven't or go beyond it. If you're at a full tithe, go beyond it. Push, push that envelope a little bit. It's amazing what you can do to help others. Yeah, I think once you have uh, financial freedom, you have no debt, uh, you're able to respond to needs with offerings. And God, you know, Malachi 3.10 says, test me, test me. Bring the, bring the tithe and test me and see if I won't not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you that you will not even be able to contain. So with that, thank you, Kathy Smith. And over to you, uh, Bob Urkel. 
Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Kathy. I really appreciate you sharing. We had a great discussion with our local group here in my office. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual. 